You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Welcome back to 32 Fans. I'm Alex Chester. With me, as always, is Wheels Wienerker. Well, Wheels, at least we didn't have to see another Patriots Super Bowl. Yeah, I mean, Misery loves company, so I was fine with the Eagles losing, but I like, you know, I picked the Eagles to win, so I was happy that I was right about that. Um, yeah. The city of Philadelphia will be destroyed well before Trump or the apocalypse or global warming gets Oh, it's it, over. So. Philly's over. Yeah. I do think, like, Philly, people don't realize, like, what a trash city Philly is. Uh, like the, they didn't realize, at least until this week, they really skated under the radar, and uh, they're really like almost like pro- to prove it to people going above and beyond. Also, like the yeah. Philly accent, which doesn't really get skewered a lot in the media, but is totally insane. It's the most underratedly stupid accent. Well, in, in the general, States. Philly just like of like the big you know cities on the Upper East, you know, on the East Coast, like you know Boston, New York, DC. People tend to skip Philly a lot, and it's like yeah. the f- yeah. distant fourth of those four major cities. Mm-hmm. And I think it's going to stay there. <laughs> well, now they it's just revel in the Super Bowl. They're, they're probably going to like be set back a thousand years. You know, like, okay. like there's there, there's theories in the Game of Thrones universe, like Westeros, like what era does it take place in? So right. Some because you know, like it's been like eight thousand years. So like, why are they so not developed relative to like our world? Yeah. So one theory is that they had such a massive war that they basically set back their own technological advances. Yeah. No. So I, Philly I, I might be going back that. to like horse and buggy. I hope Game of Thrones ends with like the invention of electricity, and that's how literally how how the the, season, the series ends. Eternal light switch on. Mm-hmm. Uh, so here's uh, this. This was my, so I had a very, I was very depressed uh, all night. Actually, I, I really. Well, where did you sleep. watch the Super Bowl? I, I ended up going to a Super Bowl party for the first half. I, yeah. I didn't really what was care the food about situation? it. I was dealing more with my kids and stuff like that. Um, but you had your kids at a, the Super Bowl party. Yeah, my kids were there. There was other kids there. People at the party weren't even really paying attention to the game so much. Oh, it sounds like a nightmare. And your, yeah, your whole so, family's there? Or your wife works yeah. on Sunday nights? No, yeah, my wife was there. My kid, Well, otherwise, I'm watching my kids solo. That'd be worse. Yeah, no, this is insane. Like, you should not yeah. go to this. You should not go to a kid's Super Bowl party. Well, so we left after, I don't know, maybe after the first quarter. So we left around 7 o'clock when my kids was were starting to cause trouble. Yeah, food was pretty good. Um, I mean, so it, it was fine. Uh, what? Yeah, I know. So anyways, you then we should left. Be like, the, you, you should be giving me the whole rundown of... Uh, Anyway, all right, they had sushi, they had wings. Anyway, the point is we got home, Mm -hmm. we put our kids to bed, and then I watched, you know, from about 7.30 on at home. So I I ended up seeing most of the game. Um, You know, it it was a very good game. But the reason I was so depressed was I I was happy for, you know, I don't don't have, like, shot in for it. I'm not, like, one of the assholes who, like, roots against their friends. Even though my my roommate in high school, uh, who, uh, you know, I, I lived in a dorm in high school, who is from Philadelphia, 
And he's the kind of person who, like, you know, we were in classes together, most of our classes, and, like, it'd always be like, he'd ask me after every test, what did you get on the test? And if I did well, he'd always be like, damn it. You know, so he's like a person who, like, always roots for, like, other people to, to suffer. Um, okay. I'm not like that for him. I was happy for him and for my other Philadelphia fans, friends who are fans that they won. But I was sort of depressed by the lack of excitement that I saw from my Philly friends, if that makes sense. I don't. I mean, I haven't seen that at all. I think Philly fans are over the moon. Well, the know. ones in Philadelphia are destroying the city. But my friends were like, they were happy, but it just they weren't that happy. And this goes back to what I said to you before the playoffs. And you thought I was like just trying to be a hot take artist, but I really feel this way. Like, like what is the point? Like, what's the big deal about winning? Like, somebody wins every single year, and unless you do it in a in a really, I feel like you need to see a therapist about the stake. Like, it's no, no, so, but, this is, this, like I, but I, I really mean this. Like, if the Vikings win the Super Bowl next year, mm. and this is sad, but I was so emotionally invested in the idea of them winning the home Super Bowl mm-hmm. that if they win next year. I will not yeah. be nearly as happy as I would have been any year no, up until 2017. No, you will, because you have 12 months to forget about your investment in the no, I'm te- I'm te- mistaken te- Minneapolis the Super Bowl that everyone agrees was a big Akiva, game. the Tampa Bay Buccaneers won the Super Bowl in 2002. Yeah. Who cares? Nobody cares. Uh, Buccaneers fans, you just don't know any. You don't know any Buccaneers fans. Okay, sure uh, but the very... Eagles won this year. Who cares? It's not. It's, nobody's going to remember Literally this everyone future. cares. They're, the, every single like, Eagles fan, I this is actually, it's such a bad take, and not one person's going to agree with you, because... Every like every Eagles fan is like crying tears of joy last night. Like I saw so many, you know, I, I like you don't even realize like how many Philly people you have on your Twitter timeline or whatever. Like every one of them was like an over the tap reaction. So I don't. Maybe you have one dumb friend who like didn't care. No, all my friends. Your take is to, trash. I, I know a ton of Philly people. I have my fantasy football league has Philly guys in it. I told my former roommates from Philly. Like I got Philly people all over the place. They were happy. Don't get me wrong, but it was just it just like. Unless you win in a historic, significant way, you're just one in a long list. As you said, almost everybody I'm won. happy to be one in a long list. I'm not even on the list right now. I'm not either. I want to yeah. be on the list. But what I'm saying, and the reason I wanted the Vikings to win this year is because they would have won at home, and that's a rare thing. Right? Wow, or you win in an epic way. Let me put it this way. If the Mir- Minneapolis Miracle was to win a Super Bowl, that's a worthwhile way to do it. Okay? Okay. I'm glad that you're willing to win the Super Bowl on a, in a fucking <laughs> St. Hail Mary. That's the only way I want to win it. It's really sad. But, like, if, if like if, if the Vikings – like, right now, the Vikings I saw are, like, the second or third uh, best team in the odds for the Super Bowl next year. Mm-hmm. And if they get Kirk Cousins, which, uh, you know, Kirk Cousins apparently is telling people around him that he wants to go to Minnesota. Mm-hmm. If they get him, I assume they're, they're going to move up a little bit in those odds. Leaving aside the fact that they're cursed and they'll never win a Super Bowl. Let's pretend, hypothetically, the Vikings are going to the Super Bowl in Atlanta next year. Like, first of all, I have no desire to – I mean, I've been to Atlanta. It's a great city. But I have no desire to go there again for the Super Bowl, which is, you know – It's not a great city. Let's not – let's not uh... – I mean, it's the best city in the South. <laughs> Fast horse, slow okay. race. But <laughs> no, I see. I didn't Just go there. <laughs> no, but I mean, I had a great time. I've been in Atlanta a couple. I'm, one of my favorite vacations are, are trips in college. So, Atlanta. Atlanta's a better city than New Orleans? No. I didn't say that. New Orleans is yeah, the but best I, city I, what, in the South. Either way, the point is, when you go to a city for the Super Bowl, you're not really going, you know, you know it's not like a regular trip. It's like, you know. Anyway, the point is, if the Vikings are in the Super Bowl next year and they win the Super Bowl next year in some nondescript 24 to 14 game, It'll be like, oh all right, and then in 2006, like, the White Sox won in 2005. They hadn't won in 80 years, and still nobody gives a shit. <laughs> I mean, White Sox fans do. You just don't have a lot of friends who are White Sox fans. Mo- mo- actually, funnily enough, most people I know from Chicago, I don't know why this is, are White Sox fans, not Cubs fans. Yeah. So, I don't know if people I know are from you the South you agree with Chester's West, take, uh, add us on Twitter with the hashtag, my brain doesn't work. And if you agree with Kiva, you just uh, you could. You know, I'm just saying, if you, I want to win in a in a significant historic way, not you're right. The fans in that city remember, but does anybody anywhere else remember? Is it a national? I think there's like an emptiness event? in your soul that I don't know what I can do about. 
Like, I don't you're, think I can help you with it. I definitely agree with you that I have I'm this being serious. obsession. I have no, you're, I agree. I have this obsessive concern with what other people think of me. And by me, mm-hmm. I don't mean me personally only, but I, you know, me, my community, my, my society, my, 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 my you, you don't know, care my, what I think about you. <laughs> well, I care what important people think about me. Oh, okay, fine. So, so I don't want the Vikings just to win a Super Bowl that everybody shrugs. Like, you know, and most people, sh- like the Philadelphia Phillies won the World the Series in 2008. Hold on. Let's talk about Philly. They won the World Series in 2008. It was the first championship in any sport they had since 1980, which at the time was the longest streak for a, a, t- a town with uh, four teams, which uh, Minnesota is now about to break. Uh, 28 years. It'll be 28 years if the Twins Why? Well, I don't know. Year. Maybe Carl Anthony Towns will remember how to play basketball again, and it'll break it this year. Yeah. Um, but, like, wh- the Phillies won that World Series. Nobody cared about that World Series. It was over Tampa Bay. Obviously, people in Philly were happy. But, like, mo- if you ask the average baseball fan, give me a single memory of the Phillies winning the World Series. They don't yeah, have- Do you have a single memory? I, I No, I don't. I, I really – I uh, did, did Chase Utley have, like, a walk-off homer maybe in the beginning? Yeah, I have no idea. Like, I don't and by the way, and I have to say, I was really disappointed. I, I, I wanted Philly to win at the end of the game because I didn't want to see the Patriots win. But I desperately wanted Philly to get the two-point conversion on their last touchdown. And the reason was mm-hmm. because then I wanted New England to go down the field and score. And then I wanted it to go to overtime. You know, make right. it as dramatic as possible. Yeah, if you're no, win. of course, I'm rooting for a good game, also. Yeah, and and so when they got when they failed the two point conversion, I even tweeted. I said, "Oh shit, the Patriots going to win now." And then you know, and then there was the strip sack, which is you know like the only time that the that the Patriots were stopped all night. But then they gave the ball back to New England with like 50 seconds to go, and that hail mary, by the way, when that was batted in the air, there was like a split second where you thought it was going to be caught, right? Yeah, yeah, uh, I, you know, it, it was up there. Yeah, when my Philly fan friends. Uh, sober up. I want to ask them how their heart felt. Like that one moment as the ball, like it got knocked down once and then it was like sort of floating there for a second. You thought, yeah. I mean, listen, you're still at a 75% chance of winning if they catch that because they got to get the two win conversion and then win it overtime. So you still have two more coin flips. Yeah, but <laughs> I mean, yeah, no, I, don't, I know you want to risk like, it, but still. Yeah. Anyway, so, um, you know, congratulations to Philly. Uh, number four on my most cursed franchises list is uh, taken off the list. So, oh, wow. Who, who yeah, joins we, Mount Rushmore now? Mount Chestermore. Well, let's see. So number one is the Indians. Number two is the Vikings. Number three is the Bills. So who's the new number four you're saying? Yeah. This is not the Eagles. Let's see, actually. Um, where is that list? This is riveting podcasting. That was what I was just saying. All right. So uh, number you, four is the, U- I have the Utah Jazz. I have the Utah Jazz at number four. Okay. That's pretty good. I have them that's ahead not, of the, the Lions. Any, anytime soon. I just yeah, think I have the them Utah, ahead of the Utah, Lions the just because... Yeah, yeah. The way the NBA is structured, Utah was just so I don't good think for so long in the nineties. I don't think the Utah Jazz could ever. I don't think Utah Jazz can win a championship. Like, and I say that because the way the NBA is works, you need like three superstars, and there's no way you yeah. could ever like convince three superstars to go to Utah at the same time. So I think the Jazz yeah. like literally will never win a title. Well, I mean, I most freaking a white, the, like the best white player in the league. Like, how? Well, I think that's true about Minnesota, also, but that's also true about Oklahoma City and San Antonio. So there no, is Utah, a way to do no, it. No, Utah, especially uh, problematic, much more so than Oklahoma City or San Antonio. It's just boring. Because it's, <laughs> it's much more boring than Oklahoma City or San Antonio. But, but what I'm saying is, these smaller markets, San Antonio and Oklahoma City, are also not cities that are going to draw NBA free agents. It's tough. It's, I mean, uh, like Oklahoma City does have three sort of. A list players right now, but yeah, but and San Antonio's won five titles in the last twenty years, so mm-hmm. it, it is possible. You just need a confluence of, right. in the case of San Antonio, you need a draft. You yeah, know, they a top need to be home player all time for the most part. Yeah, you need a top twenty player all time. Then you need him to be injured for an entire year, so you get a number one pick, and then you draft a top ten player all time. 
And then you need to couple that with a top two coach all time. Like, you know, there's a lot of luck involved. Yeah. And Oklahoma City had that, by the way, with Harden and, and Durant and Westbrook, and they lost it. Does, does you know, so you're a Manning number one all time guy, right? Well, regular season, yes. I mean, it's getting harder and harder to defend that position. Not for regular season. No, it's not. Right, but overall, for overall. I mean, Brady's putting up 500-yard playoff games like it's, you know, w- without his starting receivers. Yeah, but I mean, but this, is a, this was a playoff game. First of all, this was the most yardage of any football game in history. Yeah, but it was against a good defense. Not a good defense. You can't give up the most yards in history to be a good defense. Well, it's against the best player ever. The Patriots have a had the 31st ranked DVOA, so whatever Foles does with, with his all-world offensive line, you could take yeah, that I'm with just, a grain of I'm salt. Just saying, but you don't take Brady's Nick Foles with a grain of salt. Plays you, uh, when Nick Foles matches you play for play, you did, you know, what you did is not that impressive. What they're doing is a different sport. What, we, what, there was no, there's no correlation with, between what was happening on offense and what was happening on defense. The, the, defense, the Patriots' defense is bad. The Eagles' defense yeah. was good. What Brady was doing was much more impressive than what Nick Foles was doing. Because it was against a better defense. Yeah, because it was against a very good defense versus a very bad defense. Okay, but, but the, Vikings defense was better. The, the, the Vikings' defense was better than either of these defenses, and Nick Foles looked better against them last week. Okay, than no, I'm not, I listen, I'm not knocking Foles. I'm just saying that like, I'm just saying, can't good take what Brady have a did and say it's irrelevant because the other team was scoring points too. Yeah, no, I'm they, not saying they it's irrelevant. He had a great game. They weren't like, no, Brady, well, we'll get him on offense. Let's let us let Brady throw some touches. Brady had a great game. Although, you know, he I mean, he did miss a few receivers. No, he didn't have, especially. by the way, he didn't have a great game by his standards. I mean, he had some good throws. He had some really wounded well, duck throws. It was throws. quantity. He had a lot of quantity. Uh, here, here's, to me, the I big mean, loser punt. of this game like, if, was If your team doesn't punt, you had a good game. Here's the, Bill Belichick, by the way. How does he not go for it on fourth and inches in that first quarter? I don't know. I'll tell you what. We at, at the Super Bowl party I was at at Morty's house. Uh, the two older guys who I like, but they're very conservative with 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 all football decisions. Both were yelling at the TV with six minutes left that the Eagles should punt. Which yeah, well, those guys was, are idiots. And by the way, Doug I, Peterson, and his I, continued success is such a slap in the face of Simmons and Lombardi. It's great. Uh, yeah, no, this is that is great. Like, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I think like ritually there should be a firing today. Like, it should be like an actual ceremony, <laughs> and you should fire like the ringer should fire Mike Lombardi. I mean, to be fair, he hated two coaches. One was probably the best coach in the league this year, and one was the worst. So, yeah, like he was totally right about about the Giants coach. So you're saying he averaged out? He averaged out to to like being the 16th best prognosticator in the league. Um. Yeah, let's rank the Super Bowl. So if people remember, right before last year's Super Bowl, we ranked uh, the last 25 SBs. and 20, we did not last 20. Last yeah. 20. We did not include the Patriots-Falcons, so we could put that in the chart right now. And I don't know where I'm going to put this, so let's think about it on air here. But where yeah. would you put the Pats-Eagles first? I had Patriots-Seahawks number one. What did you have number one going into last year? Patriots-Seahawks when the Patriots won. 2024. Yeah, yeah, I had the number one also. I mean, there's not a Patriots Seahawks where the uh, we're like. Yeah, 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 no, no, no. I, yeah, I'm just saying. Yeah, we had the same one. Yeah. Okay, so we had the same one. Our, bi- now, our big disagreement, our big disagreement, as you recall, is the Baltimore San Francisco game that ended on the five yard line. Right. I had that number two, and you hated that Super Bowl for some. Yeah, time. I had that a below average. I have that right yeah, above which the Patriots. Is, which is just a boggingly bad take. I mean, go back and watch that game now. It's like unspeakably terrible. Yeah, it had one of the greatest comebacks of all time. It, I mean, go back, go back and watch that game now. 
I mean, yeah. you you also told me before the podcast that you moved that down to number twenty because of Kaepernick's stance. So you will not. We do watch a game with Kaepernick in it anyway. So what do I care? Um, yeah, I, would, I right. wouldn't watch a game with Flacco in it. But yeah. Pats Falcons. I moved to number two. I still have Patriots Seahawks oh, as a better okay. game. Okay, I Falcons. agree with you. I have Pats Falcons number two. But how? But you are such a hypocrite. The reason that you gave why Baltimore San Francisco was a bad game is because you said a great comeback is not a good game because for most of the game it's a blowout. That was the argument you gave last right. year. But there was no great comeback was- in Ravens Niners because the comeback team lost. It was 28 to 6. What are you talking about? It was 28 to 6. Just like 28 to 3 last yeah, year. Yeah, but, but in one, six. there was a comeback, and in one, there was an attempted comeback that did not succeed. What do you mean? Jacoby Jones returned a kick to the house. It was 28 to 6. Yeah, but then they, they won the game. The 28 16 won. Yeah, the on game. the last play of the game. Okay, so hold on. So you're saying if the Falcons. I had never felt the like the Niners and- were going to win that game. They were on the five-yard line. What are you talking about when the game yeah, ended? With a guy who's not even in the league anymore, apparently, because he's not good at football. <laughs> it was, In fact, it was first and goal from the seven. Yes. Okay? Well, by the way, it's and a good had... game. Just most of these Super Bowls have been good. We don't have to, we don't have to relitigate yeah. the but, but, Ravens But nine. no, because you're a hypocrite. Because you can't – your argument, your specific argument was that a big comeback is not interesting to watch because it means the first half of the game is a blowout. And you want a game that's interesting the whole time. Uh, and you're but wrong. the Patriots but, losing but in a blowout, I think we had this conversation last year, the Patriots losing in a blowout is inherently interesting because the Patriots are interesting and everything they do matters. Okay. Versus the All Niners right. losing the Super Bowl okay. doesn't matter. It's that a cop-up, but fine. At least you explained that it makes sense. Fine. The Patriots okay, losing so Patriots... by 50 is riveting television, whereas the Broncos losing 43 to the 43 to the 8 to the Seahawks is the is both of our worst Super Bowls or because it was, you know, not relevant. Who cares what the, what the you know, Broncos were doing in that game? Didn't matter. Yeah. Well, I mean, I mean, so the question you always have to balance with these Super Bowls is the interestingness of the teams relative to the interestingness of the game. So, you know, the Giants-Patriots uh, first one, the game itself until like the very end of the game was not a great game. Right. In a vacuum because with you white have the jerseys, 7, the that's, a, that's a below average football game, the 17-4. Yeah, but, but yeah, well, I mean, I mean, you can have a low scoring game that's a good game. It's just, you know. There, but that was a not model, a good game. I happens. mean, it was really low scoring. Remember, both teams scored. A touchdown late, yeah. so it was 10 Well, you know, the Patriots had never scored a touchdown in the first half of any of their Super Bowls, they said, until uh, first quarter. Until last first night. quarter. Oh, first quarter. Okay, fine. Still. Um, all right. So, Patriots, Falcons, we both agree, is number two. Yeah. And by the way, you could make a case Broncos Packers was a higher caliber of play for for the era. So, you could make a case that that's a better game, but just sheer ending Patriots, Falcons uh, beats it to me. Yeah, I mean, I have Broncos. I have Broncos Packers number six. Broncos Packers. I think the problem is that we all misunder like, and I think we discussed this last year. But as you remember, going into that game, the NFC had won thirteen in a row, and so the Packers were an eleven point favorite. But in hindsight, that was like clearly wrong. Like the Broncos had the best scoring differential in the league that year. They were best in the advanced rankings. They were number one in everything. Like were, the only reason they were eleven point underdogs is because people couldn't fathom the AFC winning a Super Bowl. Right. So in, in hindsight, it was the better it was a better team winning a Super Bowl by a touchdown, like not you know, you know, not that. I'll be so, honest; I have no idea where to put this one. I'm still debating in my head. So let's let's start out. Obviously, it's not one of the bottom few Super Bowls, right? It's better. It's, it's one of the top ones, isn't it? Yeah, How is I it mean, not? yeah, it's better than the last Pats Eagles. Let's start there. It's better than <laughs> Ravens Niners. It's no, better it's than, pa- than well, Ravens Niners to me is number three. Okay, it's better. It's better than Packers Steelers. Yeah, of course. It's better than Saints Colts. Yeah, of course. All right, so now we're in the top ten, or at least my top ten, because you have that that silly Ravens Niners yeah. game. Yeah. Uh, the the Rams Titans game is a really good game. It ends it ends in a much more interesting way than than last night's game did. 
Um, the but, uh, see, that's a game to me that's a little overrated because there was no way at any point of the game you thought the Titans were going to win. True. Even on that last play. Well, they do tie it up. He throws the bomb on the next play to Bruce. Dies um, first play. Who, by the way, did not make the final. You know, we talked about the whole fame last week. Did not make the cut from 15 to 10, which I thought was the big surprise. Yeah. Uh, Even if Kevin Dyson, by the way, gets in the end zone there again, you're going to yeah. overtime. And the Rams are still you know, going to be favored. So. Right. They probably win. I mean, the Titans had, you know, McNair was great, but they did not have a lot of weapons. Um, yeah. I, it's a better game than Patriots-Panthers because, again, that game was 9-3 to in the fourth quarter. Like, that game was unwatchable for 45 minutes. So, to me, there's a better game. I, than I have that down at number 10. Um, there's no real iconic play last night. The best play is in the second quarter, the Foles play. But the I don't, Foles touchdown. The Foles yeah. touchdown. I don't think I mean, there are, well, there are a well, lot hold of on. The Zach Ertz play. By the way, what's your take on the Zach Ertz play? Obviously, we think it should have been a catch. But given how the NFL has been making calls all season, do you mm-hmm. think that they should have called it a catch? Yeah, I don't think there was ever a play where a guy made that many football moves. Like, four steps. Caught the ball at the seven. Okay, put the ball to seven and fumbled in the end zone. Well, I mean, but but, but I mean, it, Des Bryant did the same thing. Not from the seven-yard line. All right. I mean, my feeling the seven is... The seven-yard line. He moved putting from on the my seven consp- to the goal line. Putting on my conspiracy theorist hat for a second, I almost feel like Roger Goodell called down and said, listen, yes. we have to call this a touchdown have because to. if we don't call this a touchdown, it's it will chaos. expose the it's idiocy chaos. of this league. And now they have to change that rule also because obviously that has to be a touchdown. Uh, yeah, that can't even be reviewable. That can't that, be that's it. He caught the ball at the seven-yard line and Took he multiple steps after passing the goal line. He, and by the way, it is possible. It's mm. possible he didn't even fumble it because he slams the ball down on the ground, yeah, right? Yeah. But that his hand is still on it, and then the it sort of pops thing. up. Yes. Yeah. And then he catches it. So. The fact that they even had to think about it and the fact that Collinsworth yeah. was yelling, and he wasn't yeah. necessarily wrong, like the, obviously that, you know. On the other hand, the Eagles, the Clement touchdown was not a touchdown. I don't know how they called that a touchdown. I, I would tend to agree. I think I, – I, I understand yeah. why they had a, would have had a hard time overturning it, but, yeah, the Clement touchdown. Well, so here's my question, and I actually don't know the, the answer to this. We need, like, a rules expert. Maybe uh, my co-host Josh Cantor can email uh, his, his friend, uh, Mr. Hockley. Yes. If you catch a ball, mm-hmm. get one foot down, you have possession, you have a foot down, indisputable, then you bobble the ball – and then you regain possession and get one other foot down and then go out of bounds. Because that's what happened. Yeah. He, he catches the ball, his left foot is down. Then he yeah, bobbles well, let's it. Give, let's give Cantor a specific assignment. Ask, miss, ask your buddy Ed if, yeah. A, he would have ruled the Clement play a touchdown, and B, would he have ruled the um, – the Well, no, 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 no. I, I, I don't care about one person's opinion. I want to know the actual yeah, rule. Like, oh, yeah, the most famous official of all time. It's no, not, no, but what, no, hey, but, we're not asking Josh me, Cantor his opinion. No, hold on. But to me, the more interesting assignment for Cantor to mm-hmm. ask Hockley is Let's the following. a lot of homework, yeah. Yeah. No, By no, way, Josh the, Cantor the, the did not watch the game live, woke up uh, yeah. in the morning and, and watched, watched it with his morning coffee. Yeah. Um, Ari Gold told me that in his, in his neighborhood, same as Josh Cantor's neighborhood, um, there was an 8 a.m., because, again, a seven-hour time difference. The Super Bowl starts at 1.30 a.m. in Israel. That there was an 8 a.m. Super Bowl party for people who wanted to sleep at night. And if you came with no knowledge of who won, you know, you, if you knew, if you found out anything about the game, you're not allowed to come to the party. Who cares enough to go to a party but isn't going to find out for – I mean, it's how's, it's very hard to not know. And also, by the way, don't you have a job at 8 a.m. in the morning? I, I guess these are, like, I don't know, unemployed, unemployable people. Yeah. It's a good question. I like, <laughs> I – that's I don't a weird think party. I would do it. I have been to a game where I have been to a one one uh, sort of game where it's like, all right, we we haven't we have something to do and we're going to watch the game later, and you can't come if you 
know the, if but you not know the next day later. Not no, not the next day later. Yeah. Um. So you know, there's the Super Bowl game where it's a contest to see who goes the longest without finding out yes, the results. Yes, the knowledge. They call it the knowledge. Yes, the knowledge. Would you be able to last twelve hours? No, I mean, I'd have to. Here's <laughs> it, the prize would have to be many millions of dollars because I would have to be willing to quit Twitter, Facebook, social media. Uh, like all sports, G chat because it'd be referenced not, in other sports, right? Stop following sports, like to to realistically win, uh, cut up people out of my life, which would be very easy, because like people would try and spoil it for me at a certain point once I got down to the yeah. end. Um, I so I would have to like shut off my phone, which I do anyway. You'd um, have to like go to Antarctica for a month. Basically. My wife would never find out. The, she she could be a little trolly. She she might be like if you don't do the dishes in the next twenty minutes. <laughs> like I'm gonna tell you who won the game. Like she would hold it over my head. You have no idea. Yeah, yeah, for uh, sure. Oh my god. Yeah, I can't even imagine that one. Uh, it would be very hard. Yeah, I think. Yeah, I would have to like move. I would have to go to jail. I'd have to commit a homicide. Yeah, it, I mean, they to- have news in jail. You know that. Mm-mm. In fact, there you don't even have control over your own time. What if so I? Like, what if I? You know, if I? Um, no, I, I feel like. I feel like uh, if if a foreign country, like, what if I killed someone in like. Uh, like uh, Serbia, they don't have like yeah. s- the Super Bowl news in Serbia. Well, that's like Sam. Uh, did I tell you how Sammy found out about the Music City Miracle? No, Sammy, your brother. So my, bro- my brother Sammy was in China at the time, mm-hmm. and he 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 was in uh, I think Shanghai for the f- for the first half of the game. And mm-hmm. he watched it in some sports bar. It was at like five in the morning China time. Okay, but he had a flight that he had to catch. To, like within China, from from one city in China to another city in China. Mm-hmm. So he waits to the last possible second, and I th- uh, which is around halftime, and the Vikings are winning pretty easily. And then he has to go to the airport. So he's he's driving to the airport. Like in the a cab. Music City Miracle. What isn't he like against New Orleans? Yeah, the Music City Miracle. I said the Minneapolis Miracle. You said the Music City Miracle. Okay, sorry. The I'm like Sammy was no, like no. five years old. What are you talking about? No, I'm talking about the game two weeks ago. Okay, fine. So he didn't watch that game live. Well, okay, so he, he did not see... The this is really hurting his status as, like, because, you know, people have claimed, mostly, I think, me, that, um, or you, that, that he's, like, a Fairweather fan who just started rooting fo- for football a few years ago. And I may or may not have gotten, like, angry emails from him about that claim. From him for your claims? I yeah. never said that. You said that. Well, how would I know? I mean, I didn't grow up with him. I, I didn't know who he was until six months ago. So it may have been no, but it, was, uh, it may have originated with you, but whatever. No, I, growing up, he wasn't as big. Anyway, so the point is, yeah. so, he's, um, so he's going through the airport... Uh, or he's on his way to the airport as this game's happening, and then he's sort of like literally at the terminal as mm-hmm. like all the terrible things are happening, and then he has to go through security. And again, he's doing all this at the last possible second to try and follow on his phone. So he 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 reluctantly puts his phone on like the security thing, uh-huh. and then it comes through the other side, and literally at that exact moment, and it refreshes and it says sixty-one yard touchdown. And he thought, and and I'm sure you know when you follow these games on GameCast on your phone. Sometimes there's like a blip, and especially yeah. a play around midfield that goes like the wrong way. Yeah. So he figured and it was a pick six or something. Yeah. So so he so he he, he saw it was a mistake. Was I mean, what error. is he like, doing it, in just... Shanghai that like he's missing the biggest game ever? Like <laughs> he should he's not a Vikings fan. Sorry, Sammy. Well, it wasn't the biggest game ever. I mean, we had two more to go after that, as it turns out. Yeah, but you can't miss but... that game if you're if you're a Vikings fan. Yeah. Well, I agree with you. This was for but, work. Um, anyway, so the point is, yeah, Sammy, I, I'm sure you get a D minus yeah, well, as a Vikings fan. So anyway, so then he so Just, then he looks at his phone and sees what happens, and he wait. starts crying in happiness and hugging and kissing like the um, the the Chinese TSA agent. I believe that. And nobody there has any idea what that was going because yeah. there's literally a billion Chinese people who have never heard of the New Orleans Saints and the Minnesota sure. Vikings. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, so you could go to jail somewhere in Western China. And yeah, yeah, oh, for sure. You never find that. They don't let you get newspapers probably there. Yeah. By the way, another reason why the Super Bowl like was hard to get into the Super Bowl this week was like pay, all the Patriots fans I know were so blasé about it. Yeah, like, they're just despicable people. Like five, no, six, some of the, oh, no, there are there. troll Patriots fans. There's a certain breed of troll, especially like media Patriots fans that love trolling. Like you know, this is a business trip. We come to the Super Bowl every year. We win it. That's like our annual vacation in February. Uh, they were they were just as you know like execrable as ever. But I think the yeah. usual uh, casual Patriots fans were are pretty calm today. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. It's well, it's hard to be upset. Like, oh no, we only we have still five. haven't ranked it. So the Steelers, Cardinals, and it's 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 also it's only five. It's like at least the like the Bulls with Jordan. Their claim is well, we've never lost one. But the Patriots have lost many and won many. Right? Yeah, yeah. I think so the Patriots point, Rams was one? a better game than last night. Patriots Rams. You don't like it. I had that number seven on my list. It was just a cool upset. Um, yeah, I mean, it just at the time, the Patriots were a garbage team with some nobody quarterback. Yeah, yeah. No, I so, I, I turned to the Pats fan the next morning uh, who was in school with me, and I said, like, the Patriots are going to go down as the worst team to ever win a Super Bowl. Yeah, well, that was a, a pretty solid take at the time. Yeah, no, history wasn't kind to it, but at the time, it's like, yeah. they have this crap coach, Bill Belichick. <laughs> they have a garbage quarterback who's not even going to be I mean, in the who is the worst? Years. At least in our lifetimes, it's probably the... The 2007 Giants, right? I mean, they were nine and seventeen with like a like a borderline. Like, yeah, the 2007 like, Giants were bad. The, the Cardinals that almost won the Super Bowl would have yeah, been. Yeah, the nine and yeah, I mean, they, they would have been. Yeah, but they they, they were terrible. Know, they they, they were in the division. Yeah, they they were down 35 nothing at halftime to the Jets in one game. The Jets didn't make the playoffs. Um, yeah. So for me, I think I might put this one. You know, then the Lone Panthers <laughs> would have been real bad too. Yeah, but you're talking about yeah. Well, a lot teams of Super Bowls would have been bad. Yeah. Every, the San Diego Chargers in '94 would have been bad, but they, but they didn't, didn't come close. The win, they didn't come close. I'm talking about teams yeah. that, that were. Yeah, away. I mean, to me, the reason it's hard to get the Super Bowl too high is because what was the on the Philly side? There was a lot of reason to win. They've never won a Super Bowl. But on the Patriots side, what was the motivation? As we just said, like, who cares? Like, if the Patriots yeah. came back and won that, it'd be heartbreaking. Not for a Philly, lot of memorable like, plays. A lot of chunk plays. Like just a million twenty-five yard plays. The whole game was twenty-five yeah. yard twenty-five yeah. yard plays. Yeah. But not, you know, the, the false plays memorable on the Patriots side. It was a cool interception, but nothing you'll remember next year. Um, no real I mean, the interception of folds in, in, in the second. Yeah, quarter? yeah, I'm saying like there's really not unfair. much like you'll remember the fact that the Patriots didn't punt. You'll remember you'll remember some of the stats like do you remember the Bills Niners game, a regular season game from the early 90s where neither team punted? It's the only game ever uh, unless it's been tied recently, which I don't think so. So, like, that game, you know, so even if this was a regular season game, it would be a mildly memorable game because it just had so much offense. Well, I think somebody put on Twitter, which is a good line, they said, this was a fantastic Super Bowl and an average Big 12 game. Yeah, it was Chuck Klosterman, or, or he retweeted it at least. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. It was a college football game. This was a college football game. All right, I have my answer. I'm putting this in at number five. Okay, so you have it. The, the first Giants-Patriots Super Bowl you have beating it? I have that at number four, yeah. You have you don't have Bron so you think this is better than Broncos Packers? I have Broncos Packers at number uh, eight. Yeah, but you yeah. also you uh, you know you weren't a football fan back then, so you didn't watch that game. And I won thirty five dollars in that game. Um, yeah, I have this. I think I have I have P Giants Pats ahead of it and, and Broncos Packers. So I'm going to put this at six after Patriots Rams, uh, ahead of the second Giants Patriots and ahead of Cardinal Steelers. But Cardinal Steelers yeah. has like a hundred memorable moments. But Cardinal Steelers has. Like I think five you're moments. underrating a little bit the the New Orleans Indianapolis game because it was 31-17. But that's only because of the pick six. Like yeah. you know, they were driving to score to yeah. send it. Tell me over. something else about that game besides this pick six. 
I mean, I, I didn't watch that game because it was, again, it was after the Vikings lost an NFC Championship game. Oh, you're such a baby. So I, I was at a Super Bowl party and I left at halftime and I literally did not watch. I, I, I had never seen the second half. Like, I've seen replays of the mm. like, six, but I, I didn't even watch. Yeah. Uh, that, that's yeah. the only thing people remember at the game. I mean, the Colts went up very – Colts went up 10 nothing. Yeah, the Colts were winning the, the whole game, game and I think Shockey scored a touchdown right at the end, right, mm-hmm. with like five minutes to go. And then, and then the same, and then, and then you know, Peyton Manning was going right back down to tie it, and you know, everybody thought he would, and sort of like Favre, yes, uh, like Brady yesterday. Mm-hmm. So. All right, so this is enough about a game that you know, ultimately, outside of Philadelphia, nobody's gonna remember because that's how sports work. Oh, you're so stupid. <laughs> All right. By the way, uh, can people give us ratings and reviews on iTunes? Because I feel like we have so much interaction with people from the podcast, but we really have not gotten any new reviews in a while. Also, if someone could figure out how to. Um, how to like make our logo because also like there's going to be a plug for for this podcast on Deadspin I, and it links to the iTunes which is the old logo from two years ago and for some reason we've never been able to get the new logo on yeah no I've asked people that I don't understand yeah the new logo that we have is visible everywhere except on iTunes except on the iTunes you website. see it yeah you see it on iTunes like when you're listening on your on your iPhone yes but but yeah but but when you click a link to it it, it shows the old logo. so if anyone could help us so. with that it would be that would also be a good week for it um Although yeah. maybe I should just plug Doughboys. Maybe my plug should be like, Keith Wieneker is the host of <laughs> 32 Fans Podcast, but he'd rather, but he'd rather you fa- listen to Doughboys. His favorite. He'd rather you listen to his favorite show, Doughboys. Yeah. Would you be mad if I do that? Question. I-, I watched Two Bills. Have you seen Two Bills? Oh, I haven't. See, had you told me, I would have watched it for the for the podcast. I, uh, was it, so is it worth watching? Is it, where does that rank on your uh, 30 for 30 rankings, which do you have? Um, I don't know, but what I wanted to ask you is like the Jets' perspective. Like I did not realize. Oh yeah. I knew anecdotally, like yeah, Belichick was the coach of the Jets for like five minutes and then you know quit and then mm-hmm. went to New England. Yeah. But I didn't know like he was a coach for the Jets two times for like five mm-hmm. minutes. Yeah. I didn't know about the first time. Yeah. And also, Belichick says in the movie like the reason he quit the Patri- the Jets the second time was specifically because the owner had just died. Yeah. Leon Hess. Mm-hmm. And the prospective owners were either Woody Johnson. Yeah, though the Jets or, lucked out. Uh, Woody Johnson is is an amazing owner compared to Dolan. Yeah, so it was either going to be Woody Johnson or James Dolan, and Belichick says. Well, wasn't it going to be Charles uh, Dolan, very... his brother? <laughs> no, it was Jimmy. Oh, you sure? I thought it was Charles Dolan. Well, I mean, the, in the movie they said so. I don't know. Okay. But but they sh- but uh, <laughs> Belichick says that he was very unimpressed with both of them for different reasons. Oh, yeah, no question. Yeah, no, Belichick is not. <laughs> Belichick does not, you know, w- wouldn't let Woody Johnson valet his car. Let's be fair. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so, um, I mean, you guys came incredibly close. You know, if you have Belichick, do you have five uh, rings on your finger? No, now? we have know. no rings on our finger because, I mean, which Super Bowl do they win? They they win like Chad Pennington wins three Super Bowls? I don't think so. I don't know. I mean, Tom Brady won three Super Bowls, five Super Bowls. Who's he? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, he's amazing. <laughs> like Tom Brady threw for 500 yards yesterday with backup receivers. Yeah, Chad Pennington retired with the greatest quarterback rating of all time. Yeah. Um, you don't think Bill Belichick could have won a Super Bowl with him? I'm a Parcells guy. I'm such a. Are you a Parcells guy? I love Parcells. I mean, did you listen to the Bill Simmons podcast with Frances on Friday? I have not. Oh, I I didn't listen to it. I forgot about it. All right. The t- well, so you know, so you know, Francesca is like so far, you know, up uh, Parcells' butt. That he well, get uh, you, first of all, you telling me after me listening to Francesca talk about Parcells every day for 25 years, yeah. uh, I. L- Here's the thing. If you're if you're a real Francesa listener, the Jared Jerome's of the world know this. Francesa thinks that he is on the Bill Bel- the Bill Parcells coaching tree. Like in his yeah. mind, it's like the Bill Parcells two great disciples. This is no hyperbole. Or Mike Francesa and Bill Belichick. 
Francesa, who at the time was extremely close with Parcells, at least according to Francesa, was. Yeah. And is Francesa in the movie? No, he's not. Actually, That's weird. Now, Belichick doesn't he, he, speak to him. He well, you know, neither of them it. speak to him. Parcells has not spoken to him in many years, did not even go on for any of his farewell, farewell shows or 25th anniversary shows. So Parcells has not on speaking to, in terms with him, and Belichick hasn't spoken to him in a zillion years. What's um, the reason? Well, Parcells, I think he maybe didn't take a side, Belichick. I, I, he may have said, and I don't remember. But So he hasn't spoken to either of them in, in years. But so he, like, when Parcells was going to flip on the Patriots to go to the Jets uh, after the Terry Glenn stuff and, and you know, basically Super Bowl time, Parcell, uh, Mike claims that, like, the meeting was, like, it was, like, him, Mr. Kraft, and Bill Parcells. It was, like, he was the third guy in the room, like, no agents or or anybody. Well, he discusses that a little – well, he discusses some of that on the podcast with Simmons, and he talks about how I don't report things, but I'm there as a friend, not as a reporter. Right. Blah, blah, blah. Right. Yo, he's yeah, mentioned those type of things true. hundreds of times. Uh, right, but, but in his mind, he, like he'll say things like we, like you know, I'm from the the Parcells school foot school of coaching, like you know, with the three four defense. Like he views him in his mind, like if he wasn't a radio host, he would have been like the defensive coordinator for all these teams, <laughs> even though he's never played or coached football one second in his life. Yeah, he talks well, about his coaching annoyed, philosophies. Yeah, what annoyed me about their podcast is they were discussing the uh, the Mount Rushmore, as Bill Simmons likes to call everything, of NFL head coaches, mm-hmm. and they're both like so. Parcells and Belichick are clearly on there. And it's like, Parcells is not like, you can like Parcells a lot. He's not one of the greatest four coaches in NFL history. I mean, I feel like anywhere he went, he was such a, he has so much positive value over replacement coach. Well, okay. So my take on Parcells always was that, that he was one step worse everywhere he went. So he won Super Bowls for the Giants. He got to a Super Bowl for the Patriots. Mm-hmm. He got to an AFC title game for the Jets. And then he did he get to the and then he got to a playoff game for the Cowboys. Right, so every every step he was a little game. bit worse. Yeah, but who were I mean, who did he have? Like Romo was was a nobody then. He took Vinny Testaverde to 30 minutes away from the Super Bowl. Uh yeah. you know, his Patriots team with Bledsoe was not a good team. First that, of all, I'm not saying he's not a I have a number ten all time. He's an all time coach. He's a Hall yeah, of Fame. He's a Hall of Fame coach. Uh, but is he I, one of the greatest but 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 the annoying part of me, if you want to argue that he's one of the top four, fine. What's annoying to me is they didn't even mention a bunch of names. And so, okay, they're not going to mention George Hallis or early Curly Lambeau because, right. you know, those guys yeah. were dead 100 years ago. But they didn't mention Don Shula or or Joe Gibbs or Chuck Knoll, all of whom won multiple Super Bowls in these guys' lifetimes. Yeah, but listen, Shula was a coach for 30 years. Like, he won two Super Bowls. Great. Anyone should have won two Super Bowls if they're a coach. Uh, no. Shula has the greatest winning percentage of any coach in history yeah. other than Hallis Shula, and Vince Lamar. Shula, you know, spent many years not making the Super Bowl with Dan Marino as his head coach. He has the greatest – again, but he has the third greatest winning percentage in history despite the fact that he was always had a QB. years. He always had a QB. So that's his fault? Yeah, Shula stinks. His restaurant's probably That's not true. Too. He was a coach for 33 years. How many years did he have Marino? Like 13, 14? Yeah, yeah, yeah I'm sure his steakhouse stinks. His freaking 14 yeah. and 0 fairy tale season stinks. Uh, I, you know, he has the most wins I of all Shula. time. He has the third greatest winning percentage of all time. Mm-hmm. He has the most playoff wins of all time other than Belichick and, and Tom Landry. Mm-hmm. So he's third all time in playoff wins. So who was it? It was Belichick, Parcells, Lombardi. Who was their fourth? I think they put Paul Brown when they had to go with an early guy. Oh, okay. But, yeah, listen, I don't care. if they're In the Super Bowl era, I mean, you could make a case that Parcells is on there. Yeah, well, to, to me, there, there's, in the Super Bowl era, do we count Lombardi in the Super Bowl era? No, because he retired, like, right at the beginning of it. Yeah, uh, I guess so, yeah. Okay, so he to me, the candidates are, 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 are Belichick, Shula, Lombardi, Tom Landry, Joe Gibbs, Chuck Noll, Parcells, and then, of course, Bill Walsh. Okay, I mean, this is all fair. Yeah, all the, all the, there's nobody else who really deserves to be on that list. I think, mm-hmm. right? Like you get Holmgreen only won one, 
Bud Grant lost a bunch. Madden wasn't a coach long enough. Shanahan yeah. won two, but, you know, was... Anyway. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so... um. What about Dan Shula? <laughs> Mike Shula. Uh, I like Mike Shula, like, went, like, three and nine every year with Alabama, which in hindsight is going, like, zero and a million, you know, like, negative a million and a billion. Like, yeah, it's crazy to the Minnesota, with the, with Minnesota whose football team has not been relevant since 1960. We beat Alabama in a bowl game, or we played them, I don't know if we beat them or lost them. Like, in 2007, like, the year before that they then went on a run of winning, like, the next championship every other year. Yeah. That's such an indictment. Was Shula their coach? I don't even know who their coach was at the time. They had uh, did they have Frank Yone baby for a couple years? They had I don't know. If, if you're losing to Minnesota on a, in a random bowl game on December 30th and you're Alabama, that's a problem. Yeah, he's not. He wasn't great. Yeah. Um, Shula, let's see. He, yeah, he won one bowl game. He went oh oh, but you know a lot of them were vacated. That's why his record is kind of weird. He's ten and twenty three, but he has a lot of vacated vacated uh, wins. Yeah, but he had a four and nine and six and six year. Um. Anything else? Oh, so now we're we're done with football. We've got the movie podcast coming up. That might be in one week. That might be in two or three weeks. But well, now, don't we usually do it right before the Oscars? Yeah, so we could do it. So that's not for a couple weeks. So send us your uh, any podcast suggestions. You know, recommend yourself. We might say no, but like you know, pitch ideas. You know, whether you're on them or not for off season podcasts. We have six months of off season podcasts with nothing planned beyond um, uh, the one draft podcast we always do and the. Uh, the movies podcast that we're going to do in a couple weeks. I have an idea. Yeah, so Should movies I pitch of the now? year, I think we'll do in three weeks. Yeah, I mentioned your idea. Let me tell you. What if we did, because I was thinking when Curb was coming back, I was thinking, what if we like rank the, the, the best Curb episodes of all time? But I don't want to do like 30 Yeah, and episodes. I had started doing that. I had started my Curb rewatch and then I quit it. But yeah. Why'd you quit it? I don't know. I had other stuff to do. <laughs> yeah, no, I think because I did that. I ranked every, I rated every Curb. I, I told you, I, th- I think this season of Curb sort of dampened my enthusiasm for Curb in general. I know, but if you go back and rewatch it, it will be re-undampened. Yeah. So maybe oh, do that. But, so what, but then my idea was like, well, maybe if we don't spend a million weeks on Curb, what if we sort of like narrow down the best X number of episodes, four or six or eight or ten episodes of like a select group of shows and sort of like looked for the best comedy episode in television history. But but the problem is the only way to do that if you're, you know, an anal retentive, you know, completest person like me, mm-hmm. you can't decide what the best six episodes of Curb are until you rewatch all of 80 Okay, of so you could do that or we could have the listeners sort of pick for us and then, you know, like – we but then they're just going to pick the most famous ones. Like, there could be an episode that's not so famous. Well, like you're assuming the listeners are morons. We have incredibly intelligent listeners. All like sort no, of it's not, market it's not, researching indicates by, that. By definition, if you poll any group of people uh, – okay, if you ask one – if you ask Jared Jerome the best episode of Seinfeld, he'll give you some six random obscure episodes. But if mm-hmm. you ask ten people, even if they're all big Seinfeld fans, just because the way averages work, it'll right. be the three or four most famous episodes. Okay, but maybe those are the they best. Have to, I feel like if we yeah, found I mean, a way, like, does this idea interest you? Like, if we pick, like, H, like, let's say, like, we're going to pick the best Curb episode, the best Seinfeld episode, the best Simpsons episode. We don't have to do Seinfeld because I just did that for five years. But, like, the best Simpsons yeah. episode, the best, um, uh, I don't know. I like, and then, and then you could also go with random episodes from great shows, meaning, like, a whole bracket of, like, the best I Love Lucy episode versus the best uh, freaking, I don't know, Taxi, you know, Brady Bunch. I have no idea. And and sort of made it a battle for like the greatest television episode of all time. Does this? Interest I mean, you? I think uh, it's a fun idea. Fine. It could be done. Could be done. Uh, if people idea. also pitch your ideas for like how to structure this, like maybe it's a sixty-four episode tournament. I, I have no idea. That's we, a lot of things to watch. We don't have to watch all of them. I don't know. Maybe we could uh, have listeners. We could have guest judges. 
It's just maybe, an idea. Maybe, well, oh, hold on. We already ranked the best TV shows ever. So we go to our own lists and we just pull the best 16 comedies in each of our lists. Yeah, something like that. Exactly. And th- But then also have some wild cards for maybe an, a show that wasn't great that has an episode that's transcendent. That's, you know, I want to leave room for that, too. Yeah, that's a hard thing to find, I guess, but that's possible. I listen, but they have all, there are lists online of like 100 greatest TV episodes of all time. So we have like ways to call it. And we have no what, – what, this podcast like – the percentage of listeners who are like absolute TV holics is is very high. Yeah, probably. So, so uh, you know, we, so I think I think it's something. I mean, I'm lo- I'm looking at my list of of best comedies ever. Mm-hmm. It's uh, Seinfeld, Curb. Yeah. Uh, uh, sitcoms, right? So I'm skipping like SNL, Daily Show, things like that. Right. Yeah. Seinfeld, Curb, The Simpsons, Thirty. By the way, Rock. I could see you arguing like there was an episode of The Daily Show in 1999. <laughs> Or, or are you a Kilborn yeah. guy? Are you a great Kilborn Daily Show guy? No. Uh, Fr- really... Friends, The Office, The Office, Arrested Development. Board oh, yeah, Jeff, definitely Larry Friends. Sanders definitely show. Friends. Uh, yeah. Arrested Development would be on there. So I, I think this is like a tenable idea. I don't. I think people okay. like this. All right. It's tenable. It could be tenned. Uh, yes, it could be tenned. could be sixth. I don't know. Um, Anything else? Are you sad that football's no, over? No, congratulations to Philly. Are you am sad I, that... Am I sad that football's over? No, are you going to miss football? Football's been over for two and a half weeks for me. Can I, is there a way I could get you into the Olympics? More so than I already. Oh, we have we have to talk about our pool, by the way. We got to start hyping. Our oh pool. yeah, let's hype our pool. We, we have four days to sign people up for this thing. Um, if how about this in the in the Facebook group? Because I we did a really fun eight person pool for the 2014 Sochi Olympics. No, and, but the, the the summer one for 2016 was better. We had like 40 people in it, and that's the one we're doing for winter. No, but it's I'm just saying. I'm just saying. I also wrote like a daily preview with picks. Every day for so yeah, if you remember. I actually I saw that in my Gmail archives. I did not remember you doing that. It was good. Now, if there's any demand at all, I will do that in the Facebook group for 2018. Uh, if if there are people who want like, but we need of, to hit a certain. Well, how many people do we need in the in the pool for you to do that? We gotta in in sense about people to sign. No, up. I think I think people. I don't I don't know how many people are in the group. I don't know have a way to gauge that. But if if people express interest in in me doing it, if multiple people express interest, I will. Make a, a daily, a daily Olympic preview slash preview like a short preview like here's like this is what to watch. It's a little tricky. So the time difference and I did a Olympic preview podcast for the RHEP network with Haley Strong and Brent Wolgamot uh, that'll come up it'll go up in a couple days in my Deadspin preview. I, I, I'm trying to push it to go up Thursday, but I don't think I have any say in when it goes up. Um, the and I also did uh, they had me do the medal predictions. I predicted who's going to win every gold medal and I valued it from 1 to 102, meaning like the most likely to the least likely. I, I, for 2016, I nailed all 20 minus uh, two weightlifters who got injured. Uh, but I, I like it's much harder. Even like the fourth most likely person only has like a 70% chance of winning. It's, it's not, there's no USA basketball team in the Winter Olympics. So there's ice and there's snow and you could slip once or get hurt. It's, it's, it's not so simple. Um, what were we saying? <laughs> <laughs> what were we talking about? Episode? Uh, so I don't know. So yeah, the Olympics. I'm I'm excited. For the Olympics. I wish uh, other people I cared about like I did. I feel like most people. Well, don't. can can I bring up one topic which I've maintained for many 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 years about the Olympics? And I yeah. I mentioned it as a, like a comment to my editing of your uh, my reviewing of your article for Deadspin. Why is basketball not in the Winter Olympics? Okay, so I I pitched in my in the Deadspin article, which I th- did. You like that? I I had a whole rant. Yeah. Where. Yeah. So there's three in the last Winter Olympics, and if you if you've listened, if you're a real Akiva stan, of which there are, I think zero. Um, but if if you I can listen, think I can think of one. You think that it's uh, I, there's at best like a minion of Akiva stands. But if you literally listen to everything I do and then read 
the article, so I will have mentioned this a couple times possibly at this point, but I still think it's worth mentioning. 306 Summer Olympic events in the last Summer Olympics. 102 Winter Olympic events. So the math nerds amongst you, or even people with a, semi, you know, a 40 IQ, will know that is literally triple the amount of events. So my pitch is to sort of meet it in the middle at 204. Balance it out. Even though summer's yeah. adding karate and three-on-three basketball and surfing. So the summer's already at 339 for the next one. But if we could get somewhere in the middle, I think the Winter Olympics would really be helped because the Winter Olympics only well, has 15 events. Yeah, and the argument, look, so Winter Olympics is everything has to be done on snow or ice, basically. Yes. But anything that's an indoor sport yes. that is not season-specific, and especially a sport like basketball, which is played in, like, played the, in the basketball winter. season. Yes, the NBA the takes the summer off. Yeah, yeah. So it, it's, it's, it makes no sense why they put it in the summer. You know, all the other indoor sports, gymnastics, right? That's not a summer or winter I think sport. gymnastics has to stay. I think it has to stay yeah. in the summer. Well, you want it to be as high profile as possible, right? Because, you know, you're on Larry Nasser's side, so. Oh, boy. Uh, <laughs> you tie me to every rapist and racist on our freaking podcast. Yeah, there's a one-way, there's a one-way street. You don't get to troll me. <laughs> get your own, yeah. start your own second podcast, and then you could be the key of that one. And then, like, yeah. uh, I don't I, th- I think Jared Nasser's Jerome could also, be your Chester. Nasser's a, bit, Nasser's a bit worse at this point. Than who? Uh, anybody? Oh, Everybody? Yeah, I did. I like that, by the way. So you saw the dad be, uh, tried to beat him up. Yeah, now he's like raising millions of dollars, yeah. Uh, but I also think he's like not going to jail, which is insane. Yeah, like, he's I, not. He's not. I figured yeah. he was like going to go to jail for a year. That's amazing. No, no, yeah, nothing's happening. I, I think you know, you're I like heard incentivizing people to do that more, which is great. Yeah, well, Jed, Jed had told me about it, and, and but when I actually watched it, I got really teared up. It was very emotional. Yeah, but, and by the way, like, like, dad, The Rock like, came out. And The Rock is essentially like because we don't really have a president. The Rock is essentially the president right now. Um, So right, like so he basically like is encouraging people to beat him up in jail, which is I think very smart. I don't know if people have any access to him. He might be like very hidden, but you know maybe you slip a guard of fifty. Didn't Jeffrey Dahmer get killed in jail or something? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, he's gonna have a hard time. As as despicable a guy as he is, obviously he has to be protected in jail. Like you know. No, I don't think he should we, be protected in jail. We can't have vigilante justice. I mean, you know, we do have a nation. Are you? Are you? Wait. Now. So you're literally. You're literally. This is a pro Nasser take right now. This is a pro not having anybody raped or murdered take. No, he of course he should be he murdered. Should, I think he should be thrown in a hole and he should never be seen from again. What? No, he he should be beaten up every day in jail. What are you talking about? He shouldn't be murdered. Like, they should just beat him up so he could, like, recover and get beat up. I mean, like, yeah. intellectually or emotionally. Like, emotionally, I agree with you, but intellectually. I mean, like, I don't care if you tease him emotionally. What does that mean? No, I'm saying me, my, I mean, into, you, whatever. You would not I mean, last in jail. You would, like, try and make an argument why, like, you, you should not. I mean, you'd be in white-collar jail for sure. Hold on a second. You you think you would last in jail? I would not last five minutes, but wouldn't you? Oh, I would be a nightmare in jail. I, I would, like, jail, is, jail to me is... Uh, I mean, I don't know. Andy Dufresne made it work, so he's a lawyer. I'm a lawyer. Maybe we could... Uh, yeah, you'd be yeah. in there for white-collar crime. I feel like you'd get a pretty cushy jail. You'd be in, like, the Dafyomi jail. <laughs> you still wouldn't learn, but... Um, <laughs> all right, so, yeah, uh, Olympic. join the Olympics pool... We'll post it in the Facebook group, or even if you're not in the Facebook group for whatever reason. Yeah, you could join for two weeks, and you could leave. Uh, you could also leave afterwards. Tinyurl.com slash OlympicsPool2018. That's it. Tinyurl.com slash OlympicsPool2018. All the details are there. Okay. I'm going to miss football. I feel like you're not. 
The reason I like the Olympics also is it's such an important bridge, the Winter Olympics, to get us to March Madness. Because I'm a conference tournament guy. I don't think you're a big conference tournament guy. No, I love the conference tournaments. The conference tournaments are great. Like, you get the yeah. tiny gyms. I, I love going weekend. to them. Like, you, it's tiny, one weekend. You get, like, Stony Brook playing Albany. Winner's probably going to no, be 15 or 16 I don't care about that one. Winner gets the tournament. Loser goes home and cries. And it... I sort of I, I'm a big UConn fan, but I like the years. I mean, UConn is is basically you know beyond falling off the map. Like they they might get like uh, a real NCAA penalty also, so that, that's a disaster. I don't think Kevin Ollie's getting any NBA jobs anytime soon. He's 11 and 12. Um, but it, like I like not having a rooting interest, and then I could sort of just appreciate the tournament and not because the U, UConn NCAA tournament games are like real nerve wrackers for me. I can't sit down. I'm sweating. I, the, the, you know, I, I I do not enjoy them. So at least I don't have to worry about that this year. Yeah, boohoo! You have a basketball team that doesn't win the title every Are you year. well? Is, Min- is Minnesota? Are they uh, like on the bubble at all, or no? No, they started the season number twelve, and it was going to be their best season since their Final Four season. Uh-huh. And then, speaking of rape, their their second best player raped multiple people and was thrown off the team. Oh. And since then, they've lost. Like, yeah, I know that they rape, allow so. one rape on that team, so I guess the multiple yeah. one he got kicked out of Minnesota. Yeah, no, it's, it actually is kind of disgusting that they were letting him play. Are you serious? Like, yeah, there was. Well, with their coach is a Patino, right? Yeah, exactly. Right. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So it was a very it was a season that had tons of hope to start. You know, now it all I'll be remembered for is the fact that they almost lost three on five to that Alabama. Oh, for the greatest basketball game I've ever seen in my life. It was <laughs> yeah. literally. Yeah. I, I don't and know then, if we um, talked about it on this podcast, but truly, yeah. no, I think like, did. yeah, uh, uh, you know, yeah, and, and they were a top fifteen team to start to start the year, and they might not even make the uh, NIT. So they're they're out. Are they like they're totally out of it? Well, I mean, to be honest, I, I, and I watch every single uh, Gophers basketball game. Usually, I stopped after the Reggie Lynch thing because I was just disgusted. Oh, really? And, wow. But to be honest, if they were winning, I might still be watching. <laughs> okay, you took a stand. It doesn't help that they, they lost to Michigan, who's a top twenty-five team in overtime on Sunday. So that didn't help. See, now I would be, sort of be into the XFL because I feel like this would be a good, you know, like I I need a fix of football. Yeah, but that's what we thought the first time, and it was really good. It was great for 20 We all minutes. watched the opening night game. And Every, the whole country watched it, and then by the third quarter, we realized, oh, this is like a really low-caliber game that for some reason is taking four and a half hours and like has no correlation with extreme rules or the WWE after the initial race for the ball. All right. Goodbye, football. I'll miss you so much. We'll see you again soon. Yeah, I'll talk to you before that. Bye. Benjamin fucking Franklin I said early to bed Bitches early to rise May make a man healthy Wealthy and wise Soldiers are fighting for freedom They have no supplies So diplomacy happens at night Franklin One pain that lingers They itch in my spine
with pride I am known in the world And the world is wide To my children my sins may be magnified But I do it all again No hesitation It is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.